0: Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors teacher pay teacher store for our helpful digital downloads and join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we're facing. When schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus, by joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Welcome to another episode of Classroom Success 101. Today we got a very special guest, Cassie. Lutnegger, and she is going to talk to us about modifying grade level content. So, Kathy, welcome to the show, and uh, introduce yourself.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, no problem. I am currently a special education teacher um, working in a middle school program for students with intellectual disabilities and autism. Um. I have previously worked in um, programs for kids with emotional disturbance. So I have kind of a wide range of experience. Um, I finished my certification for um, board certified behavior analyst in November and was certified. So I also have that and do a little bit of ABA therapy on the side. Um, Awesome. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Well. I mean, right now we are um, experiencing a major uh, problem within the world that is kind of shutting schools down across the country. Um, But I know, you know, what the show is about was about talking about modifying grade level content. Um, And I know um, right now, um, we're gonna probably see maybe a a, a shift of that being online um, here in the next couple of days. I know my principal talked about uh, when we are creating online materials um, to kind of modify that to make um, make sure that you know te- or students with disabilities would be able to understand. Um, what you're trying to provide them. Um, so, Cassie, what are some things that teachers can can do um, to modify? And, and, and what, do you, what do you see that um, the big struggle is when it comes to modifying assignments within uh, the school setting?
1: Uh, well, I think first, um, it's important to know the difference between accommodations and modifications. So accommodations mm-hmm. give you access to the same content as um, general education students, whereas modifications actually change the content mm-hmm. and um, bring it down to a different level and it changes the expectation of learning. So <clears throat> I think it's important for teachers to remember that if they have modification of assignments in their, the kids' IEPs, that that does look different than just accommodating the assignment. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the ways that uh, I've coached teachers in the past with that is um, we're, you know, like if we're talking about uh, vocabulary, you know, I teach um, math and science. So science is heavy, heavy in vocabulary. So instead of, let's say they're learning about the um, parts of the cell, instead of, um, requiring the student to be responsible for all the different parts of the cell that their peers are, are responsible for, the teacher could say, Okay, I want you to learn these three parts. These three are the most important parts. I'm going to have you learn these three parts. Like, let's say the cell wall, um, the nucleus, and I don't know, mitochondria or something like that. Yeah. So that's one way that you can modify the assignment. And still access the same content, um, and I, I think that's a fairly simple one that could be transferred to um, online learning.
0: hmm hmm And that's that's one of the things uh, where where I feel like I, I know working in the school system um, uh, over the years. I think uh, especially new teachers um, struggle when it comes to that because I feel like they do get those two things mixed up, you know, accommodating and modifying. Um, you know, a lot of times they, they come in and and they just, uh, you know, tell them to do the evens or tell them to do the odd numbers. And and I, I think a lot of times teachers um, just get those two areas Totally um, confused. And I know, especially with new teachers, um, you know, it's best to ask um, and, and communicate with special education teachers. Do you see a struggle with with teachers in that area? Or, you know, what, what are your thoughts when it comes to uh, communicating
1: I kind of take a uh, proactive approach to communicating with general education teachers. I don't so much um, in my current role, get to um, collaborate with them, but in my previous role, um, I I spent a lot more time um, talking with teachers because I had students that were self-contained with me all the way to fully included. And Mm -hmm. um, I made sure that I was uh, constantly checking in with teachers Um, Asking them if they needed anything, um, building that relationship with the teachers as well so that they knew I was a resource and that they could come to me if they had questions versus just waiting for them to come to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I feel like oftentimes teachers don't want to necessarily admit they don't know Mm -hmm. how to handle something um, because we're supposed to be experts. And I will be the first person to say, I don't know it all. And I will yeah. ask for help. So um, I, I try to make sure that people that I work with know that I am a resource for them to um, reach out to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, is, you know, the one big thing with it is um, if you're a school um, teacher or if you are a special education teacher, um, to be proactive. I mean, I, I've, you know, where I've seen the struggle at is um, as being a behavior specialist and um, overseeing multiple school districts, and that's when teachers are coming to me about these type of questions. And my number one concern is, you know, have you not been, you know, communicating with the the special education teacher, or there's no collaboration going on um, with that. So. Um, I think, you know, best practice, just like you said, is being proactive. Um, and I think, you know, teachers who, um, you know, are trying to either modify or accommodate work or working um, together and collaborating with special education teachers, you know, I, I would say at least once a week, you know, when you have your, when you have your meetings or your team meetings, um, those are great times to do that um, during uh, those times, you know, uh, you know, you can you can get with the teacher and, and make sure that they're they're um, doing those type of things. Um, because, you know, last thing you want to do is get into a, an art meeting and then uh, the, the, the parent or maybe there's an advocate there that calls you out completely that these, uh, these um, accommodations or modifications are not being implemented uh, due to the fact that, you know, there's no communication or the teacher just does not understand how to do those things. Um, so, you know, communication and being proactive is, uh, is key um, when it comes to, um, you know, modifying and accommodating. Uh, so, you know, with this, Um, You know, this, the area that we are dealing with right now is so hard to ignore, um, you know, um, with what's going on in the world. Um, You know, what are some things that you think are going to um, start happening or, or start looking at when it comes to online education for students who receive um, special education services?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, that the education laws is pretty clear that if general education students are receiving education currently, then we must make sure that our students are still receiving their uh, free and appropriate public education as well. And mm-hmm. so I think the challenge becomes, how do we give our students who require um, intensive levels of support one-to-one support who are working on things like receptive identification of numbers or letters um how do we then provide that instruction virtually and yeah um you know there's a number of special education softwares out there that have um you know said well we're giving away um you know different um licenses for free if your school is shut down um, I think uh, Teachtown and MobiMax are um, some of them possibly news to you I can't remember if they are as well um, so that that you know helps um, but there are, are students who can't access technology um, either because they don't have it at home or because um, they're developmentally at like an 18 month old, eight. Mm -hmm. And Mm so, you know, it's definitely going to be one of those things where we have to brainstorm and really figure out how to best meet the meet meet the needs of our our students. Um, And we're going to have to get creative.
0: Yeah. Yes, it's it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, um, I I think within the next uh, week or so, um, you know, school districts are, are going to, um, you know, have to be really creative. I, I know talking to my principal, I think, you know, the school system itself is um, will, it, you know, to be honest with you, will never be the same. You know, I, I think at this point, we're looking at a major shift into um, being up to par with um, relying a lot on technology. Um, I think we're going to start seeing um, technology being used um, amongst most schools, um, you know, um, because, you you know, since we are experiencing something like this, you know, we have to go to some kind of online training. And um, I mean, I'm not saying that we will do online training the entire time, but I think Due to what we are experiencing in the world right now, I think education is going to have to shift to um, improve the technology that they're utilizing within the school systems. Um, I know, you know, some schools are probably really up to par with this, but I'm I'm sure there are plenty of schools that are um, struggling when it comes to technology. I know um, the district that I currently work in, you know, a high school. They all have computers um, that the students have, but middle school where I'm at, you know, students do not have computers that are assigned to them. The only thing we have is uh, Chromebooks. And right now I, I know um, right now there, our school district is looking at a, a low technology and a high technology. So the low technology will be um, basically sending out packets for, for kids uh, or parents to pick up and then the high technology will be um, delivering or having one Chromebook per family. Um, but, uh, you know, the struggle right now is trying to provide hotspots for those uh, parents. So it, it's, like you said, it, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting within the next couple of weeks to see um, what kind of uh, innovative, ideas the school systems are, are coming up with, especially when it, it comes to, you know, students who receive special education services. Um, I mean, you know, would you have any, um, any advice for parents out there that, you know, are struggling with some behavior problems at the house or, or, or things that they can possibly do with kids um and in the meantime um so schools can get um some ideas out there for parents
1: yeah um so um i if if their teachers haven't already reached out to them i would definitely suggest that parents reach out to the special education teachers um to find out what sort of supports are in place within the classroom for behavior and as mm-hmm. much as possible, see if you can replicate at home, um, mm-hmm. because ideally, the, the, the teachers would know what already is successful and what's not successful. Um, making sure that you have a schedule and a routine and that you're sticking to that routine is going to be critical because, uh, you know, school is very structured, very routine place. Um, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the secondary we have bell schedules and that doesn't change <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly um, so that um you know that that would be my um main main um suggestion is to reach out to the teacher if the teacher hasn't reached out already i know um after my meeting today with special education i am starting to reach out to my families and the ones that have um behavior supports in the classroom I'm obviously we can't provide the same same thing because parents don't necessarily have velcro and laminating sheets and a laminator but I can provide some sort of paper-based system or app or something to um to replicate what we're using in the classroom um to help the the parents and I'm going to offer that and and let them know like this is something that I can email to you Um, So that you have the behavioral supports that you need in order to be successful.
0: Yeah. In parent training. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, right now, I I think that is um, as much as we can do until we figure out um, what's next um, when it comes to, being able to, um, you know, figure out what we're going to do when it comes to online training, uh, I, I think this is going to be a struggle for every every school district uh, around the the country. I mean, um, but I, I think, you know, you know, when we have a problem like this, I think um, I think at the the end of the um, problem we're experiencing I I think you know schools are going to come out of this um, even better than what we Mm -hmm. started with so I think uh, the solutions and all the experts around the country that are trying to solve this problem right now with uh, education um, I think we're going to come out with something uh, in the end that's going to be really um, great and you know I think you know, just talking to my principal, um, you know, it, it, this is going to be a major change in in, in uh, the, the school system. You know, I, I even think with star exams, you know, star exams being canceled. Um, I, I think in the end, you know, I know, st- you know, some students do have access to take star exam on the computer and online. Um, but I think, you know, that could possibly change where. You know, the students that are taking the paper based assessment, um, they're just going to make that completely online um, because of things that we've experienced this year. So um, it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, and I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear more about the changes of what we are going to face when it comes to um Special education. I know right now, you know, like I said before, with the ten day placement, um, you know, what is that going to look like? Are we going to have to have arts for every every student who receives special education? Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I know our our department is working on that, um, but there there has not been any answers, and I would be interested to hear. Um, after your meeting today, um, what what are some some of the things that are um, going on in that world of trying to figure out the solutions to our current problems
1: right
0: So Cassie, um, you know thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, I know it was um, kind of short, but um, you know I know you have, some meetings that you got to get to today. And, um, you know, maybe we can talk more on, uh, some of the things that are happening that you're hearing what's happening, um, within the next couple of weeks.
1: Absolutely.
0: If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at hardcore behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.